Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a milli every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Uh, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I ain't gonna be. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, I got a very special guest on my show. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie on Disney+, Plus, you need to go check it out. It's called Safety, and it's about a great inspirational story by my man right here. You know, true story, Ray Ray McElworth. How, how you say your last name? I don't want to mess it up. You got to say it for me. There it is, brother. There it is. He's in the building with us today. How you doing, King? I'm not as young as that dude. I'm doing well. <laughs> nah, I hear you, man. I hear you, man. So I'm glad you, you came on the show today. As we were discussing earlier, we were a little bit pressed for time, but you know, I'm gonna get on my questions as quick as I can. Um, this show is about getting insider information from celebrities and entrepreneurs on how to become an industry professional. But with your story, it's a little bit different, you know, because it's more so, you know, your story kind of, you know, led to you kind of being very selfless and sacrificing, you know, your dreams and your goals to kind of provide for your family based on what I saw in the film, which was super inspiring. Congratulations, by the way. And, and I think it's a story that, you know, that film is up there for me with Little Giants, with Remember the Titans, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it's in that category, and I want to commend you guys for doing such a great job on that. Um, you know, so I kind of want to start from, you know, the movie being released. Um, how, how did that even come about? Like, how did this, you know, your story turn into a film? You know, like, did you write it? Did you pitch it to different studios? Or did somebody approach you and say, hey, I like your story. I know who you are. Let's do this with it. Well, it's been a... A 15-year process, 14-year process. Mm-hmm. And my story broke. It was a news story. Uh, mm-hmm. I played for university, student athlete, me taking care of my younger brother. Um, back in those days, it was uh, an issue because I was an NCAA athlete. Mm-hmm. And so created a situation where I was suspended by the NCAA for a violation of the rules based mm-hmm. on and uh, people helping me out and um, and I couldn't and do those things as a student athlete. And so during that time, the NCAA suspended me, which also made my story like a national story, along with me just taking care of my brother. Mm-hmm. And then that, shortly after, I was suspended by the NCAA for violation of the rules. But uh, from that exposure, everybody else, you know, heard of my story and knew of the things that I was trying to do with my brother and uh, gravitated towards it. And luckily, the NCAA came through and changed the rules. Uh, well, made uh, created a waiver so that I could, I guess, uh, do do some things outside the rules for my brother. Mm. From there, uh, a gentleman came to me and he was like, "I heard your story, and uh, would would you be interested in making a movie with your story? Would you be interested in you know that?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, great. I mean, I'm an 18, 19 year old kid at the time." Mm. Uh, and but the question was because it was a story about my life, but at the same time I was 19, and even now I'm 34, mm. and still to say this my life story is kind of uh, I feel some type of way about that. Like I've been through a bunch of things, and that's only a little piece of it. 
Right. Uh, but they came to me. We spoke about it. Uh, we shopped it around to various different studios. Disney was actually the third, fourth studio I signed with. Okay. They they were ready to go. Um, they had the new platform, Disney Plus. Everybody go check out Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is what it is, and here we are today. Mm. It's, it's, it's more to that story, but yeah, it's, that's about a quick synopsis of it. Now, well, that's that, that's good to know, man, and and, and and commend you on the grind that it took. I mean, fifteen years, no overnight success took overnight. You know what I'm saying? Every overnight success was a 10, 20 year process. You know what I mean? But um, I kind of want to dive in. I know we pressed for time, but I think this is very key. You know, diving in on that process when it came to you know pitching it to these studios and actually you know, designing it up to where it's presentable to a studio because, you know, you got to get your pitch deck together. You got to get, I don't know if you shot a sizzle reel or anything like that. You know, you got to make it presentable. I don't know if you just walked up to somebody in the studio and kind of told them the story and they said, hey, that's a good idea. So what was that process like as far as you putting the presentation together and, you know, conducting these meetings? And how did you even go about getting these meetings with these industry professionals? Well, um, being that my story was covered nationally, I had a contacts that I made via that way. And um, I guess you, what you initially do is you probably want to get with a producer because a lot of times they have previous uh, prior relationships that can help you out, get through the process, and they'll know who the guys to contact. And then you got to know who you're trying to reach. You got to know your target market. Because luckily with me, Disney, and my story fit. Mm. Yeah, but your story, you need to figure out what platform fits with your story um, a lot of the times. And from there, it's a process of getting the script down, like, you know, telling your story. But like I said, luckily with me, I had a reel uh, of things that I had already done because I had uh, one ABC World News Person of the Week, mm. uh, uh, Keith Jackson Award of Excellence, the Courage Award by the Football Writers Association of America. I uh, did Geraldo, Hallmark Channel, ESPN, BET, Oprah. Mm-hmm. So it it was it was that process. So luckily, I had some things that were already you know made it so that my story had had an audience. Mm. And um, from there, it was just you know getting the script together, just you know seeing what parts worked. And even still, the movie we cut it. Like the first director's cut was almost five hours long, so it's, it's 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 there's a bunch of footage, there's a bunch of scenes that didn't necessarily make the movie, and that's just making a movie. But there are things in your story, and I tell anybody, your whole life is content. So you take experiences and you and you just write them down, and even if you know you don't sell it as your true as your based your biopic, you can sell it as the content that which it is, is which is life, mm. and. People watch life on TV all day. Right, right. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. So you said Disney was like the fourth option. What were the first three, and why did you feel that it was not? It didn't match with them. Well, it wasn't necessarily that it didn't match. Uh, initially, what happens is that once you go into these deals, there's a there's initial payment. They'll pay you up front, and then that's for your rights for a period of time, typically mm-hmm. eighteen. 18 months to 24 months mm. that they'll have their, your rights to do something with this particular, uh, to do something with your story. Mm. So typically what will happen with me is I'll sign with the studio. Um, 
and then like um, from there you you wait and it's a waiting game and then you wait it out and see if they're going to green lit the movie because a lot of the things that they do once they have your story is then they try to you know piece it with or things and so then they'll, they'll look to get a director because when they take it to the studio all these things need to kind of be in place and based on the story, it kind of depends on would you need a star to carry a story? So would you need like one of the A-list, you know, celebrities to carry a story? Or could you take a regular no-known cast and just because the story works and move with it that way? So it's a bunch of different things. And then timing is everything. Uh, it could not just, it could not be your time. Mm-hmm. And that's all I was finding out. Because I mean, to go through all these other studios and to, for Disney to do it, it's not that all these other studios couldn't do it. It's just the time wasn't right. Mm. And so a lot of it is based on that as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, it looks like y'all got it all done pre-COVID, you know, so that was good. Luckily, that's, that's you know, this guy there, if I tell people. Yeah, no, that's a fact, because y'all had a lot of people in there. It looked like, a, you know, football stadiums packed out and everything like that. So that wouldn't have happened now. <laughs> right. So um so how how were how involved were you in the process? Like were you involved with the casting? I'm sure you were a consultant and telling them how things actually went. Yes, that's that's that was my job to the kind of put in my two cents where I could. Uh, it was encouraged by the producer as well as the director and Reggie did uh house parties, Django. Um he always encouraged me if you, I don't feel good about something, if there's something that I don't like, some words that I, I wouldn't feel like I would say, say something. Let me know. Like, you know, and then that's what I would do. So if there was a movement or a gesture, like, nah, I wouldn't be that way. That wouldn't, oh, I'll say this. Or this wouldn't happen because in, in this situation, we, we, we only go to study hall in the morning as opposed to going to the afternoon. Just different parts of the story to make it more real as opposed to, it's a, as, as well as the things that happen on campus mm. so, that we need to make sure we get this shot. We need to make sure we, we try to get this place in the scene because these are staples in our community. Right. No, that's cool, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, I was just saying that's uh, a bunch of the stuff that I did, even with the gentleman that played me, a gentleman named Jay Reeves. I, that's my guy. I know Jay. You yeah. Know, so, you, mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, it's funny because I used to live in a building over there on a, uh, uh, on Wilshire and La Brea down there in LA and he used to work in the supermarket right below where I lived at and I used to see him all the time he used to make my protein shakes and he would always talk to me about the acting this is when I was first getting into acting as well and he was you know telling me because he was more into theater I was more into film and then he was telling me that he had got a role in this play in Detroit or something like that he was going to go out there for a few months and do it he told me he got it, it was all excited and then the next time I seen him, I, I, the store was called Lassens. He was like, uh, today's my last day. I'm going to be a full-time actor. And I think that's when he got the role to do this film. And then okay. I ain't seen him. I, I seen him a few times at some different red carpet events after that. But it was just an amazing story to see how he was going from making the protein shakes to, you know, billboards and on um, Disney Plus, uh, uh, you know, on the thumbnail on every, you know, promotional thing you see. So that was super inspiring. So he's a good kid, man. I'm definitely proud of him and good to say I know him. And I think it, it matched perfectly well. I mean, you guys look identical. Yeah. Now, it's funny that you say you lived on uh, at Wilshire and La Brea. Yeah, at 5200 Wilshire. I was at a 
Brand six. Okay, you were right off the block. Straight up. Um, <laughs> I lived because uh, I lived um, on Burnside. Oh, okay. Uh, right on Burnside, and then I also uh, what's the name of these doggone towers? Uh, you talking about the? Um, we used to call them the projects, but uh, <laughs> um, I know what you. I know what you're talking about. They're like the tallest buildings. With they're right before the Grove. They're like a uh, sixteen hundred dollars a month. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, what yeah. is the? Uh, uh, I forgot the name of these doggone. Because I live there too, and I just can't think of the name. They were right. They were right. The right next to the Palazzo or something like that, right? Right next to the Palazzo. See, I remember the Palazzo name. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Labrea. What is Labrea? Labrea. Uh, uh, I can't think of it right. I can't think of it either, man. Because I always just refer to them as the projects. Because they reminded me of projects. See, I'm from New York, so they kind of look like project buildings to me. They're like the only buildings that look like that building on that in that area. Yes, and it's a bunch of them because they got like four different look communities. Park Labrea. Park Labrea. Park Labrea. Park Labrea. Yep. Yeah, all that I was saying, I'm like, LeBrea, LeBrea, what? LeBrea something. Park LeBrea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when he got, uh, when he was casting, and they were showing me, you know, his casting tape, because there were about 300 entries, mm. but, you know, trying to be me. And who a lot of them reached out to me on Instagram and things like that. But me and Jay uh, went to the same gym. Mm. Never, never really spoke That's with God each other. right there, man. That's God, yeah. man. When he first got the part, we hooked up and we went worked out. So it was like, yeah, I'm down the street. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, that was destined to be, man. Well, it looked like it all worked out perfect. I mean, he did a great job. His story's amazing, and I loved it, man. When I, I, I when I, as soon as I pressed play, I was like, whoa, like this is this is up there with you know one of the greatest football films. Like instant classic is what I can say, man. Instant classic for sure, man. So, um, how's your little brother doing? He's great. I mean, crazy as ever, but still good. Um, as as young people his age do, they're trying to find his way. I'm helping out as I can to help him try to figure out what it is he wants to do for the rest of his life. So he's not he's not trying to do football full time, like take it to the FL, NFL. Thing, uh, as much as it was my thing, mm. uh, the music and production and all that kind of stuff. Not I don't care for it that much. Um, oh, you went out, you went out, your camera went out on me. There we go, you're back. People calling me, I'm sorry about that. Nah, it's all good, man. Ain't nothing wrong with a little music, man. I do music myself, man. I actually, you know, do some songwriting, you know, some rapping, stuff like that in English and Spanish. So ain't nothing wrong with a little music, man. Yeah. <laughs> and with me around his age, I dabbled and did some stuff because that was one of the reasons I was out in L.A. I was uh, staying with some producers, mm. uh, doing, uh, a group of guys named uh, Ryan and Smitty. They were out of LA. They were on the brand Melrose, mm. and that's why when I lived in LA, I was out there doing music with them guys. Okay, I, I think I know Smitty. I think is that the Smitty that used to write for Diddy back in the day? I don't know if he wrote for Diddy. Uh, probably, probably. I know. I know. Uh, when I was messing around with them, they was just they had just finished doing uh, some stuff with Nicki Minaj. Copy. Uh, they have that made this um, one of her albums, if I'm not mistaken. Gotcha, gotcha. Tell me about the the Ray Ray Safety Net Foundation. Oh, uh, that's me trying to save the world, man. Uh, 
they say, man. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm in the, in my thought process with it. Is I'm, I, I want to be Captain Planet in the sense mm-hmm. that if you put these forces that they combine, like we can come out and and I can come out and save a bunch of people mm-hmm. from terrible things that are happening in the world today. And so that's my thought process. With and then it's more so about helping families who've been through similar situations like myself, just try to make it get to mm-hmm. a better. And, and then we create a village in that same aspect where you, you come through the program and now you're a part of the program. And then everybody who's inspired by the things that I do, I want them to join with me and to try to continue to inspire others. And so we, um, my plan and, and you and, and anyone who can hear my voice on this particular podcast and anywhere else in the world if you all want to join me, uh, I will gladly appreciate it because essentially I'm building a village. And if we all do it together, each one teach one, we'll be good. And so that's my plan with my foundation and uh, that's how I want to move with it. That's what's up, man. I'm glad to hear that, man. I know you got to go relatively soon, man. I wish we could talk a little bit longer. Um, I, I, I was going to ask, so so how's your mom's doing, man? You know what I'm saying? Is she, uh, she back up to speed? You know, she good and clean and all that? Right now, yes, uh, but yeah, as awesome. I, always a process because um, mm-hmm. people um, at home the wrong impression about how addiction works. It's not a, it's not a you know here today gone tomorrow type of thing. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a always working process. It's day to day, and they'll tell you in the programs, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, that you know today, just you know just today. If you work on today, work. Not not saying that you can't look for it in the future, but you need to work with your addiction today. Notice that you you gonna have battles in your addiction today, and you just those things. And so for my mom, man, I I just encourage her to take each day one step at a time, and she's been doing that, and I'm proud of her for it. That's what's saying. Y'all got a tight relationship and everything. Y'all good? Uh, I love my people because pe- a lot of times people will hear my story and think that there's some type of animosity on the back end. Yeah, it was some resentment. I'm not going to kick it and act like there was no times where I didn't feel like, you know, the world was against me. But mm-hmm. as I grew, as I got older, I realized some of the worst things that ever happened to me was some of the better things that happened to me. Some mm-hmm. of the things were considered not some of the greater things that happened to me are the things that I'm celebrated for today, i.e. Mm-hmm. the movement and just the things that overcoming and persevering. But if I wouldn't have went through those things, then I wouldn't be in the position I'm in today. You'd be a totally different person. Right. So if I'm if I'm comfortable with who I am, which I am, so because if in order for me to be free, I have to be me. So mm-hmm. uh, I continue to try to move forward in that in that manner. Yeah, man, I feel you, man. I have my own battles with, with addiction, not too crazy, more with alcohol, man. I actually caught this big scar on my face falling through a gas table, being drunk, partying too much. And, uh, you know, thank God I survived. But that was a big wake up call for me because it could have been my eye on my neck and it could have been a wrap. So. I truly feel you on taking it one day at a time and staying strong every day, you know, because it's all around us and we could easily fall off the wagon at any moment, but we just got to stay strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a fact, man. I mean, uh, so last, I mean, you know, I know last question, man, I don't want to hold you too much, man. You still, you still playing football or what? Yeah, man. uh, I'm going down to Florida. It's uh, not this weekend, but next week. Maybe I'll go to Florida. Do I have a bit, but. Uh, next weekend, flag football nationals is in Florida, and I typically uh, rock with a team out of Philly and uh, okay. Connecticut. Some guys I play with in Atlanta, uh, eight man and nine man football. It's not you know 
not the NFL, it's not the, you know, NCAA, but a lot of the guys that I play with and play against uh, played college ball. Some guys played in the league. And then the NFL started a, a flag football league as well where they give away a million dollars. So you can chase a check still, but it's, it's, it's all funny game for me. That's what's up. Yeah, you're going to have fun, man. Ain't no pandemic in Florida, man. Everything's wide open. <laughs> I used to live out there. I actually lived in, uh, in Tampa. I lived in Tampa for about 10 years before I came to L.A. So, you know, it's good times. But every time I look on Instagram, my boy's still promoting the clubs. They're still out there on the beaches, wilding out. So, I mean, uh, there's, there's places like, uh, as I call like, in New York on punishment. But, you know, mm-hmm. Places like Georgia, Florida are a little bit more freer. As mm. it was, I don't recommend it for everybody. Right. State's not that, uh, not as dense as some of these other places. That the lockdown is definitely necessary. Not saying that we shouldn't do the same thing on this side, because I think we should, uh, as a nation, come together and have a uniform effort on something. Uh, especially with what's going on today. That's <laughs> if, a. Not- you know, it's been one of those days uh, where we need to come together. That's and a super fact, man. I mean, are, are you aware of what's happening currently at the at the White House right now? Capital, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I think much. it would have been a completely different ball game if it was us. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. What? Mm. It would would have been a bunch of rioters. We wouldn't have been protesters, not not once. And it's it's unfortunate there's that double standard, but. It's, it's, it's not something that needs to go unspoken because we should definitely point that out because if it was us, uh, we were, if they were of a different hue, if it was just a few of them, yeah. still a totally different ball game because they talked about it. Whereas when Black Lives Matter had their protest, you couldn't get through the streets. It was locked down from, from the start of D.C. into all the way to the White House. You mm-hmm. get checkpoints almost. Right. But now, Hey, no, no, no. You can storm the building, blow out the windows. No military in sight. No security is just like, please back up, please back up. Like, come on. Nah. We would have been getting mace. We put nah. blood all over the over office. I would have been dead right now. Fortunately, some believe has been shot, and that's tragic. And hopefully, you know, they survive it. But at the same time, um, yeah, it would have been a totally different ball game if it was if it was the other way around. And that's the what we're going because it's it's unnecessary because it's it's division based on none facts. And if we could if anything we need to come together on facts. But that's you know a world that I'm not sure we can ever live in again. Unfortunately man. Unfortunately man. So just to get off the sad note man, I know you say I know you say you uh your story, there's a lot of your story that wasn't in the film, you know, do you have plans on you know, telling other stories from within your life, you know, and putting those out as films or web series or series at all? Um, um, I'm already working with this. Um, they'll possibly do a sequel. Um, but then the question becomes, because a lot of the things, and um, not that I have any issue with what this movie came out to be, but there are some things in my life that unfortunately the particular platform, although Disney has some subsidiaries, it might be too much for a family. That's not, it's, it's more rated R. Uh-huh. And, and, and that's just because of the things that I went through is, is there, there is violence, there is pain, there's 
sexual content. There's a bunch of things that make my life what my life is. Mm. And it wasn't covered in the movie. And then the fact that I have seven siblings as opposed to one, right. that's movie. So I, it's, there's a bunch of things in there. Um, and with addiction, um, there's some there's some sad things about it. There's some there's some tragic times. There's some tragic things that people need to see. I think mm. because if if you're inspired by what I went through in Clemson, everything else that I went through before Clemson would be that much more inspiring, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Because at Clemson, my basic needs were met. I had housing, I had food, and so everything else was icing on the cake. Right. And for me, that's how I looked at it. Mm. And that's for me to take care of my brother at the time, it wasn't that, not that it wasn't a sacrifice, because looking back, it was a huge sacrifice, but it, but for me, it wasn't the biggest thing I consider myself doing. It wasn't like my largest undertaking of, of, of an event in my life. Right. Because through so much before that point, so I was for any ups and downs because all of the basics were taken care of food and housing. There have been mm. times I need to, to figure out what I'm going to eat and where I'm going to stay. And figure out those things when I tell people you, you survive it. At the time, I at, the movie covers my living days. I was living mm. uh, then. You know, I could reflect and think back and, and even look to take care of somebody. Right. But during I was surviving. And I think most of the country right now are surviving and will mm. find it my survival story as opposed to the way I lived. Mm. No, I, I totally agree 100%. I think more stories of survival needs to be displayed, you know, just to give people that hope that, that we can overcome, you know, because that's really what it boils down to, man, having that faith, you know what I'm saying? Stories like that just, you know, give us give us that, that battery in our back to keep pushing, you know what I'm saying? Because that's all we can do at the end of the day. Yeah, and then uh, I want to uh, highlight things that happened in my life to let others know that they're not alone in, in a lot of their trauma. Like, I've been through things as well, and you can continue to move forward and you continue to live even going through all those traumas because I talk about a lot of stuff that I wanted to cover, and one of the things that my organization will cover as far as education on ACE scores, which is adverse childhood experiences. And because your ACE score, the number of traumas that you went through as a child directly affect the rest of your life. And then a lot of for me, what, it, what even an A score is or what our A score is and the things that happen because of it. And so I think with the self-reflection, with us looking at ourselves and trying to fix ourselves first, mm. uh, open up a lot of doors for us to help others. Because uh, part of this whole process for me is just being vulnerable and letting everybody you know, know that I'm not perfect. I have my own struggles. I can do it, you can do it as well. I'm not, because a lot of times people, uh, with especially with things like movies, they make you a hero. Mm. Uh, and not saying that people that movies are made about, and not even myself, can't be heroes, but at the same time, I, I want you to know everything. I want you to know that because it ain't all good. And mm. if find, if you can know that it's not all good, that you don't have to be perfect because some people make this thought process that everything has to be right. A lot of people won't move until everything's right. But right. then that happens. Everything being right might not ever come true. So what you got to know how to move when things are not right and when things don't seem like they'll ever get better. 
Right. No, that, that's 100%, brother. And I wish uh, more people thought like that, more people saw that message. I mean, we're just in the, the era of, of, of being perfect, especially with the Instagram and the filter. Everybody want to look perfect. They want these likes and that instant gratification. You know what I'm saying? It's really a facade. It's an illusion. It doesn't really mean anything. You know what I'm saying? It's about how, how you see yourself when you look in that mirror. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's really going to take you to the next level with things, man. Yeah, Say something about that about gratification. Uh, I'm not familiar. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the marshmallow test. I'm not. Basically, you put a marshmallow in front of the kid. Mm-hmm. You you see how long it how long they can go without you know try to satisfy that that instant gratification to mm-hmm. go how go without instant gratification. And studies have shown that the longer they can go without instant gratification, the longer they can prolong their gratification, the better they'll be off in life. Wow. Right mm. now, now, but this is the thing too. But with the marshmallow tests, once you explain, once you, once you kind of give everybody their social order, like so, if you're rich, basically, mm-hmm. if you have from an affluent background, the effects of it are no longer there. You can prolong gratification because you, you know what? Tomorrow going to be another marshmallow, right? And, you get two more, two more marshmallows. So if you live in a in a lifestyle, if you come up as a kid in that type of lifestyle, you can prolong gratification. Therefore, later on in life, you are more successful. Mm. Had that, it's not that you were even taught. It was something that you gained based on the way you live. Because you wouldn't worry about hurry up and grabbing something out the refrigerator if you know when you go back in there in an hour, it's still going to be there in two hours tomorrow. You know, because in my household, mm. after the month, like everything else is, is, you know, my mom get a, you know, food stamps, get a check. We go, some of the highlighted items are like things like grapes, pineapples, wheat stuff, cookies. If you don't get your, if you don't get in there and get your, get what you can get, you'll end up trying to put your name on something that still might disappear. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so at the, it's that kind of thing. So even coming up poor it, uh, helps, it, it kind of hinders you in a sense because you can't prolong gratification. So your impulse control is typically not the same with someone who comes from money or comes from a more affluent background. And so it's things in society that can be explained away like this. And part of what I want to do is educate people about these things and, and do some things to, to change it. Well, I mean, I, I think you got a good head on your shoulders, man. And with that, with that mission statement you just shared with me, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I see so many directions you can go with it already, you know, to, to highlight how we can, you know, negate this instant gratification and just be satisfied with, not satisfied with what we have, but appreciate more of what, what we have, who we are and, design ourselves and, you know, chase our own destiny as opposed to, you know, looking at what's high and what's not and trying to chase that. You know what I'm saying? Most people are surviving. I mean, if you you live in check to check, you don't got time to think about those other things. Like you got to go out there and get it. And I think that's the one of the bigger issues in the world today. So many people are struggling. You you, you don't got to worry about the next person. Why so much happening? If you watch the news, it seems like the news cycle changes every day. Mm-hmm. That, that yesterday is no longer a big story in an hour. Like, mm-hmm. 
like this whole thing about the people storming the Capitol. Like that's one story in a, and by tonight there'll be another huge story, which mm-hmm. is tra- because um, it's, it's not allowing people to digest anything. And so nobody has time to worry about the next person in a sense because everybody's trying to survive. And then, and then this Corona has mm. said uh, even more that the rich get richer and the poor get poor. So, <sighs> no, man, they, they, and they, they, uh, they denied the, the $2,000 stimulus check. So that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, essentially, you're not in complete poverty. You're in relative poverty. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not really poor, poor, but you still poor. Like, mm-hmm. as, as I would say, like, I'm not poor. I was poor. Like, I couldn't afford yeah, it. the OR. <laughs> There's just, that's extra. I don't need no yeah, extra. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's those things. Um, I think that we need to highlight and focus on more and try to. You will, man. You will. I see great things, man. I'd definitely love to be a part of it and help you more. Like I said, I do some writing, producing and, and well in uh, script writing and songwriting, you know, but we could talk about that another time, man. Um, you know, I know you got to go, you know, I know we went a little over time and thank you for giving me the 30 minutes as a promise from earlier. Um, who you see going to the Super Bowl? Oh, or winning the or winning the Super Bowl. Let's say that. I mean, in my in my dreams, I would I would pick. The, <laughs> you would pick who? All the Bears. I'm a Chicago. Fan. I grew up in Chicago. If in my dream scenario, the Bears would win the Super Bowl. But um, realistically speaking, um, ooh, Pittsburgh looks nice. They got they got. Um, some goons on defense. You, uh, go. you gotta say something about the Chiefs because hey, they 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 won it last year. So it's almost like, you know, no disrespect to those guys. And I got a few of those guys that, you know, I used to play with and train with and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh, KC. I do like uh Green Bay. Although, I was just, that's what I was thinking. My boy Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Baker, you know what I mean? The situation that just happened with the Bears in that game, and you know, yeah. they did their thing, but uh, <laughs> they did their thing, but whatever. Green Bay, yeah, with Aaron, I mean, as Stephen A would say, that's a bad man, so mm-hmm. right, uh, right. <laughs> that'd be my choices. National mm-hmm. championship, um, I, I like Alabama, I mm. mean, not us, why not them, exactly. Uh, although, 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 just in the spirit of the culture, um, I, I I do want Justin to do good things. Um, just another, you know, African American quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's big for me, you know, because growing up there weren't a bunch of those guys. You know, I was there was Rodney Pete, Steve McNair, Randall Cunningham. Who else was around my era? Because you'll go to like a Doug Williams or a Warren Moon, but they were a little bit before me. Yeah. I mean, guys, uh, just just quarterbacks. Uh, it was a quarterback with the Bengals. Uh, what was his name? Blake. Okay. Blake. Steve Blake, I think it was. It was a bunch of guys that um, that had me because I played quarterback coming up. So mm-hmm. being the black quarterback was like big for me. It was like, oh, because it wasn't many. Right. So like, 
playing. It was like, well, what else you gonna play? That's why initially, that's why I had to change positions anyway. But anyway, yeah, you be on that DraftKings a lot. Uh, yes, but I I invest into them more than I actually be on the site. Uh, mm. I have stock in the DraftKings. I got a couple hundred shares of DraftKings. That's what's up, man. I was with them when they were at thirty dollars, then they went up to fifty, and then I kind of cashed out because they came back down. Right now they're at like forty three. Um, but I'm all in with Tesla, man. That's that's I'm a Tesla man. <laughs> Tesla, uh, I mean, before this whole fiasco at the Capitol, Tesla was on the run. Neo was on the run. Mm-hmm. All the marijuana stocks are up today. Mm-hmm. They're up today. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, today was a great day as opposed to all the foolishness that was happening at the Capitol as far as the market is concerned. But let me not go into the market because I can talk about that for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the conversations I love to have. But, you know, I know you ain't got that kind of time. But, you know what I'm saying? I want to thank you for being on the show today, man. I want to thank you for gracing me with your presence, sharing your story with me and your plans. And, you know, I'm glad we got to dive into more of you, more than what we just saw in the movie because, you know, that opens the door to what else you know, what you're going to bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited to see that. And I'm excited to see how the the, the messages you're going to bring in your future stories are going to inspire others to do greater things. You was going to be with me. And then, uh, like I said, anybody who can hear my voice could join. So uh, you'll be alone to ride. So you don't necessarily have to see it. You'll, you'll be with me. So we can do it together. Awesome, man. Well, thank you again for stopping through. This is another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. Thank you to my boy, Ray Ray. Go see that movie on Disney Plus, Safety. Shout out to my boy, Jay Reeves, for doing this thing as the lead on that one. And um, I'm going to get you a dress and I'm going to send you some merchandise, man. We got some hoodies and we got some shirts for you, man. I- I'll, say- I'll talk to you in the DM about it, but... Go ahead and take your next call because I heard the phone blowing up. They're probably mad at me, but so what? This conversation was needed for the culture. <laughs> uh, everybody go check out uh, RayRaySafetyNet.com. Um, feel free to donate or leave your email for, and I'll get back with you. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, Ray McVay on Instagram, Ray Ray McEarthbay on Facebook, and Twitter, at McEarthbay. But still, just hit me up and um, I'm looking to help and I'm looking to coordinate with a bunch of you all. Thank you. Awesome, man. Yo, thank you for your time again, Place Boy. Let me go ahead and get off this. Bam. Oh, man. Yeah, now we start recording. Yeah, man. So thanks again, bro. I appreciate you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Um, Let's definitely keep in touch. I don't want to hold you too much longer, but, you know, I'll send you a copy of the footage and everything like that. And uh, you in L.A. still no? No, I'm in Atlanta right now. Nah, I hit you out that way. Okay, say no more, man. You take care of yourself, right? Be safe out there, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you again.